This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I don't know if this will make you a jelly or not, but uh, I thought this would be something you'd have some interest in. Broncos coach Sean Payton apparently has a deal with uh, Nike and uh, keeps uh, busting out new Jordan shoes to practice. He's been he signed with the Jordan brand in 2020, has been wearing Jordan shoes to Bronco practices, often wearing models that aren't available for purchase. That's sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Sertain, uh, the second, uh, says... He brags about it a little, saying, you haven't seen these in stores yet. Every day he's showing off new shoes. Hmm. He says he'll be wearing a pair of Jordan shoes this season in Denver colors. While the shoes won't be a signature model, they will not be available in stores. He's uh, he's made some waves. Uh, it's kind of the start of his Denver career for being critical of uh, the previous regime and Nathan Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, I should say, and how he did and in coaching the team and things like that, kind of went outside the lines there in the coaching in the coaching world. It was a really bad look. Yeah, really bad look for him. Um, yeah. I don't think he made any friends in the coaching industry. No, not at all. It's kind of surprising that. Yeah, that was that he was that went that critical that fast of yeah. uh, of him, but guys are usually pretty protective of each other sure. and all that kind of stuff sure. and you may think i mean we've oh man we've we heard it a million times every time you get a new football coach well we're going to do things differently we're going to do things our way blah 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 and they mm-hmm. would say hey you know we're going to show more discipline but you don't hear them say the last regime had no discipline they yeah, did a terrible job or this yeah. or mm-hmm. you know we're going to be way better stopping the run than they were with that terrible coach last year i mean the things that he said were just I mean, it was almost like a personal attack. Yeah, kind of out of bounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um, probably saw this over the weekend. Uh, the Pac-12 got greedy. Sounds like uh, with their TV partners, even after they lost U- USC and UCLA. You know, and saying that uh, they turned down a deal where each one of them would have, would have gotten thirty million dollars, um, and told ESPN they wanted fifty and. ESPN said, no, see ya. And that was it. So 50. They wanted 50. Wow. They, they overestimated their value quite a bit uh, after USC lost, uh, left and UCLA left. And no, there was no mention of UCLA in this. It was all, it was all about USC. And you understand why, because they were the, you know, the poster child there uh, in terms of, um, you know, trying to, you know, be the, kind of the big star of the of the Pac-12 is no question is USC. I mean, you could say that Washington and Oregon are there to a certain degree, but the, the big the big eyeballs are there in, uh, in Los Angeles. Now, uh, the Pac-4 has hired Oliver Luck, uh, who at one point in time was the athletic director at West Virginia, uh, was an NCAA executive, uh, was uh, the head of the what, WWE uh, for a little while. Um, to help them with their uh, situation. Wasn't it the XFL? 
XFL, I'm sorry. It was Vince McMahon. Yeah, it was. He was working with Vince. Vince is in yeah. charge of the WWE. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, he and and he was a high-ranking official with uh, with the NCAA. And oh, by the way, he's Andrew Luck's father. But anyway, um, they've hired him to help them negotiate and maneuver these waters that they're in right now. Uh, George Kleokoff is still the commissioner of the Pac-12, but man, you got to think he's a He's a lame duck. You would think so. Think yeah. The whole conference is a lame duck. Yeah, yeah. But if that's and I've heard, I've seen criticism that, and I think it's fair that you know while the big while the Pac-12 presidents turned that down, uh, the thought is that Kliakov should have been more emphatic with the presidents, going, "Hey guys, this is the best deal we're going to get. You cannot turn this down." Mm-hmm. But just in, instead, it kind of accepted their. Uh, no, tell him no. Tell him $50 million and do it now, George, as opposed to bucking up against him. Yeah. And I get it. Sometimes your job as an employee is to say, to tell your boss, we can't do that. No, I, yeah, right. No, you're right. I, yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sometimes it is. There are things that we can do. Hey, you don't want to hear this, sir or ma'am, but this is not going to work out the way that you think it is. And here's here's why. And if you And if they still tell you no, then then it's on them. But- this was kind of put on Kliakov because, like, okay, you're the guy in charge. You're the guy that's supposed to go out and do this. And then he also got criticism for uh, the the media specialist that he hired, who had no experience. Apparently, it's a friend of his in negotiating these types of contracts. That's why you don't hire friends. Swings and misses all over the swings place. and misses all over the place. Swing and a miss. Is that how your years goes? Swing and a miss. Yeah, I don't know. Swing and a miss. I think it's, I think it's pretty close to that. Swing and a miss. 6.36 this morning here on the morning drive. We swing and miss, or I swing and miss quite a bit. Jamie, Jamie, not so much. He, you're pretty much a hitter. Uh, I'll put the ball in play on occasion. <laughs> put the ball in play. Uh, good news for Kiki Kuti. Uh, he had been uh, released and now has signed with the Miami Dolphins. I think his most recent team had been New Orleans. But uh, he now signs with the uh, Miami Dolphins, and uh, you hope that he can, can catch on there. He was released on Friday uh, by the New Orleans Saints. It's a fourth-round draft pick by the Houston Texans out of 2018. So far, he's played in 33 games, 10 starts, 85 catches, 966 in terms of yardage and four touchdowns. Just been big-time sidelined by injury. No doubt. No doubt. And if you're wondering about Eric Izukanda, he is still on the Dolphins roster. I went and checked that yesterday because I was like, okay, if you sign. Has he played yet? Uh, he's played like three games. I mean, it's not much. And he was inactive, but he's on the roster. He's on the roster. So I would have expected him to make a bigger impact mm-hmm. as, as a rookie last year. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of wonder, kind of mm-hmm. wonder what's, what's transpired there to, uh, to put him in that, uh, put him in that spot. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what happens there. We'll have uh, the Rangers and the Angels tonight at 6.30. The Astros play at the Miami Marlins tonight. That's a 5.10 broadcast on 100.7 the score. Rangers and the Angels here on Double T 97.3 at 6.30 with first pitch just after 7, 7.05 tonight. They'll play tonight, tomorrow night, and Wednesday night. And then the Rangers host the Brewers over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Haven't heard too much from the Milwaukee's this year. They're in the thick of it. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, when they when they moved out of the American League, you just don't hear very much of them anymore. I mean, 
been a playoff team in recent yeah, years. They have, but I mean, it's just you know, it's kind of like well, you don't really just hear very much out of out of out of that situation. So it's just kind of. Could it be sure. that the main team we cover is an American League team? Yes. Most of the guys that they play yes. are American League teams, yes. although they play everybody yes. now? Yes, yes. Uh, Isn't it nice that we get to play everybody now, Chuck? You get uh, to talk about the Brewers who you haven't talked about in a long time? Yeah. I don't know. I may, 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 maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, We're going to convince you that this is a good thing. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We just need to keep throwing darts at it. And you'll, we'll find one that you can't argue with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was out and about uh, on Friday, and at lunch, I ran into a morning drive listener, a new one. Her name is Sandra, and uh, the fellow that she was with, her husband, I don't think he's a morning drive listener. He, he, he kind of waved it off, you know, and I said, said something to him. He's like, mm, he didn't, he, but, but she, she said this, Jamie is funny. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, Jamie so she- is funny. So she has a very interesting sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, are you sure about that? But anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but she, uh, she was, uh, she's very complimentary. So it was nice, nice to meet her. She used to throw papers for the AJ, but now, now does, uh, I think has given that gig up. Okay. So she got okay. us early, early in the morning, but still listens. Okay. So Head rotator cuff surgery. I don't know about the yeah. rotator cuff. I, you know, no. had Tommy John surgery, so you can't do it anymore. Well, you you can do it so that you you can. That, that is a. Or trick. she lost her voice because she was right. the one that was she working was not, on the corner near not, your house. She was not the one working on my corner. But I mean, that is a, that is a skill set. And we mean throwing. And we mean throwing papers. Throwing left and right. Be clear on that. But if you have a if if you are injured, you could you could always do it. If you're left-handed, man, you're you're good because you can go down the street. One way, and then come down the street the other way. If you have a right, right rotator cuff problem. Okay. Yeah. All right. Six forty this morning on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. The stay in sports history is next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for the stay in sports history. Today is August the fourteenth, twenty twenty three. Here with this day in sports history is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1919. Chicago White Sox outfielder Happy Flesh ties a major league record with four outfield assists in a single game in a 15-6 loss to the Boston Red Sox. No respect, man. No respect for him, and ownership didn't have a whole lot of respect for him because, yes, he was part of the Black Sox scandal. Mm. Now, And this is what he had to say about it. Well, the beans are spilled, and I think I'm through with baseball. <laughs> I got a five thousand dollar. I got five thousand dollars. I could have got just about that much by being on the level if the Sox had won the series. And now I'm out of baseball, the only profession I know anything about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of gamblers have gotten rich. The joke seems to be on us. That's unfortunate. 1936, United States beats Canada 19 to eight in poor conditions outdoors to win the gold medal in the inaugural men's basketball competition at the Olympic Games in Berlin. Outdoors. Outdoors. Interesting. 1961, Philadelphia Phillies crash. Because, you know, they had just lost their 17th straight game. Mm. This one, 9-2 to to the Cubs. 
It was the 11th straight time the opposing pitcher threw a complete game against them. Gosh. Obviously more common then than it is now with the yeah. complete game. But 11 times you didn't get to the bullpen at all. Ouch. Uh, 1981, Phillies' Mike Schmidt hits his 300th career home run uh, off of Met Mike Scott. 1991, Minnesota twin Dave Winfield hits his 23rd, is the 23rd to hit home run number 400. Seems like such a small number now. Mm Mm-hmm. And in 2016, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt wins the coveted 100-meter Olympic uh, gold medal in a time of 9.81 at the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. He is the first man to win the event three times. It is National Creamsicle Day. Oh, man, big fan. Mm-hmm. Big stuff. fan. Not my favorite, but I'm not turning one down either. What's your favorite? Oh, I prefer the fudge sickle over okay. the creamsicle. okay. Uh, happy birthday, Texas Tech offensive coordinator Zach Kitley mm-hmm. is 32. Uh, Mia Kuntz is 40. Halle Berry, 57. Magic Johnson, 64. 64 for Magic. Wow. Steve Martin, 78. Tim Tebow, 36. Rusty Wallace, 67. And uh, former Cowboys wide receiver Roy Williams is 42. And on this day, 1985. It was during their collaboration in 1983, Say, 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 that former Beatle Paul McCartney said to have advised the king of pop, Michael Jackson, to invest in some uh, of his enormous wealth into music publishing. It was sound financial advice from that McCarthy may have wished he didn't give him because it was today in 1985 that Michael Jackson purchased the pub- publishing rights to the vast majority of the Beatles catalog <laughs> for $47 million, outbidding McCarthy himself. <laughs> At the time, in short, if you sang yesterday, you'd need to send a check to Michael Jackson by today. And that is this mm, day of sports history. I see what you did there. That's very Well, nice. it was pretty obvious. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, so, I mean, there's times we miss the obvious. I mean... There's times that we really kind of reach for it, right? You know, mm-hmm. we reach for it and, and get out there a little bit, and then then, then there's times that we uh, just falls in your lap. It just falls in your lap, right? Uh, speaking of uh, Zach Kitley, his daddy got a seven-year contract the other day, uh, Coach West Kitley, uh, for the track team, and man, I think that's that, that's outstanding um, that they uh, rewarded Coach Kitley uh, with a seven-year contract. <clears throat> Hall of Fame. Excuse me. Coach Kitley. Yes. Hall of Famer. Yes. No, that national champion as well, without without doubt. And, uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him at football practice the other day, and and uh, he shared that with me, and we were just talking. I was like, man, um, he's like, you know, I'm feeling good. I'll get some of my classmates, and, and you know, they're just kind of sitting around. He goes, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and it's a great time to be a Red Raider. It's a great time to be here. And uh, what what else would I do? So good for him, good for him. He's uh, he's sixty four, so uh, he got a seven year deal. And, still having a ton of success. And still having a, yeah, it's a not ton like of. There's been a drop off. No, no, a ton of success. Exactly. So, uh, and and the kind of guy that you want leading your program, as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. As well. So I mean, 
You know, he's just done. Heck, he's the type of guy you just want in your program, whether he's leading right. it or not. Right. Yeah. And we're 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 proud to have Huge him. Fans. We're proud to have him be a morning drive listener. Oh, too. sure. Yeah. And we take, and he's a, admittedly a morning drive listener. Not like mm-hmm. he's not like banging the drum for a horse, you know, and you know, carrying a banner out in front of Jones Stadium or anything like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's on the he's on the squad, so that's good, right? That's good. Yeah, he's good. It's good. It's on, he's on the squad. 6.51 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Um, you know, the thing about the Cowboy game the other day after the game, uh, Deuce Vaughn was talking and uh, he admitted he was second-guessing himself a, a little bit before the game. He said it's a question mark coming in whenever you're about to play your first NFL game. It was like that when you were in college, wondering if you can adapt to the speed, wondering if you can do everything and be successful. And he, he was. I mean, he he had a good day. He said, whenever you get to the second level, I feel like that's where I excel. Um, so he was able to, uh, you know, I think, make uh, make a name for himself a little bit and kind of justify his, his uh, position. Uh, he said, I can't take all the credit. The guys up front, they were blocking their butts off to get in the end zone in your first preseason game. That's just a testament to all the work that's been put in since the since the pre-draft. Uh, one thing's for sure, even though he wouldn't have played if he'd have been there, um, the Cowboys are, gonna, are missing Zach Martin. Um, he had a pretty good day Saturday. Didn't get hurt. Didn't have to do anything. Cowboys how much, saw how much they're going to miss him if he's not on the team. Yeah, still so he's up to uh, he's up to a million bucks now in terms of what he's what he's lost. Um, so that, that doesn't seem like a great day. No, no. I mean, it's uh, could he have made five though? Well, I I don't I don't know if the Cowboys I I don't I don't get the impression that they're going to um, you know redo that deal do you think they would you see another performance like that from your offensive line with Dak back there yeah I think that Jerry's going to balk at that it's if it might not be through the preseason it might be after week one but if your offensive line continues to play like that yeah they're Jerry will have to balk as much as he might not want to what do you think Jamie think Jerry's going to balk I feel like the deal is going to get done before the season starts. I feel like about a week or so before the, you know, first game, you'll see Martin back down a little bit. The Cowboys go up a little bit, and you'll see a deal get done. Okay, okay, six fifty-three. Maybe it's a maybe it's an Emmett Smith deal from uh, way back in the day, where you know Emmett wanted his deal redone, and uh, he sat. Set out and missed a couple of weeks. The Cowboys were zero and two, and it's like, oh, <laughs> we better get we better get twenty two back in the fold here. And they did, and they went on to win a Super Bowl. They did. So mm-hmm. one thing's for sure: Zach Martin will have will have fresh legs when he comes in. That's a good. He's thing. Just hope he's just hope he's kind of working out a little bit and not. I'm sure he is. Yeah, not just sitting around eating popcorn and regular wheat thins. Not the not the not the low fat ones. Right. Don't do that. <laughs> well, he's a lineman, so you can have the regular, the extra cow. Plump like a Thanksgiving turkey if you're eating the regular wheat. That's right. Just wanted, just wanted to point that out. Just, you know, be 
Or you'll have just a sour look on your face be, eating be, cardboard <laughs> over and over again. Just be cautious. Be cautious of what uh, of what you're what you're doing there. All right, it's just before seven. We'll uh, talk tech football next. Red Raiders uh, practicing over there at the Fourth uh, and University location of Jones Stadium and the football training facility. They had a scrimmage. We'll hear from the head coach Joy McGuire next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire and Chuck Hines. We get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line off the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's not how you start, Chuck. It's how you finish. Coach Kitley could tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about how you finish, right? Uh, more times than not, if you don't get off to a good start, though, you... You don't always have a chance to finish like you want like you to. Want to. Mm-hmm. So you really yeah. need to do a little bit of both. And I think there's some truth to in this world that we live in now with the college football playoff of just four teams. If you're starting way outside the top 25, your your odds of getting into the top four are not great. Mm-hmm. So people's opinions matter a little bit. But if you're 26 or you're 27, you're going through the schedule that you're going through, including non-conference game on the road at Wyoming and a, and a home game in non-conference against Oregon and then you're going to have to play all the teams in the Big 12 conference that you have on your schedule I I, I mean if let's be honest if you win all those games you're you're in the playoffs sure absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely so, uh, I guess I just don't worry if, again even even if you were like 35 mm-hmm you go through this thing undefeated, you're in the playoffs. You're in the playoffs, right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's right. Win them all, and you're there. All right. Especially because you'd be 12-0 and 0 plus the Big 12 championship, 13-0. and 0. Yeah, you're, you're there. All right. Joey McGuire uh, put his team through a scrimmage, their first one uh, of the season on Saturday. Here was his statement to the media after that uh, scrimmage. So we'll see exactly where we're at, but felt really good about that. Um, you know, first part of the scrimmage offense was explosive. Ones and twos, man, they had some huge plays. Jordan Brown had a phenomenal day at receiver. Um, I think he had two, maybe three touchdowns. Uh, him and Baron Morton hooked up. Um, you know, both ones and twos look good. And then we went red zone. And, uh, again, I will take good defense in the red zone every time. We did a red zone lockout in the defense. Uh, it really dominated uh, the red zone. They won that period. Uh, frustrating part, we had four pre-snap penalties uh, that, you know, there's third and ten, and we jump off sides, so now it's third and five. It's third and 14. We jump off sides third and, and uh, you know, seven, and then we turn around, and we, uh, we're, we're going by the book. You know, we're literally going by the book today, and we're saying, hey, here's the magic number, and we got fourth and one, you know, so we're going, and it's like at the 16-yard line, and we get a delay a game. So now we got to kick a field goal. And so uh, you'd rather that stuff happen now in the scrimmage than in the game. And so uh, a lot of stuff to teach off of. But as far as the physicality and the brightest part of the entire day for Red Raider Nation is Bryce Ramirez went full scrimmage today, full pads live. 
And so it's a dude that we all saw have a, a ter- terrible injury, and he was full tilt today, uh, played great, um, you know, was in on a lot of tackles. Uh, just a testament to our training staff, our doctors, and then a kid that just uh, has a work ethic and a, uh, like yeah, nobody I've ever been around. And so uh, great to see him. That was kind of the highlight for me to see that guy out there because he has such a joy. He's a, a great teammate. And, um, you know, he, he really uh, missed playing last year, so it's good to see him back out there. That's Texas Tech coach uh, Joey McGuire. All right, so you got a little bit of everything there. You had uh, explosive offense and great goal line defense, okay, mm-hmm. which is, again, what you'd, what you'd want to see in here. Everything uh, you read, it sounds like Jordan Brown was the star of the mm-hmm. scrimmage yesterday, and um, he maybe is going to be playing a, a, a larger role at the beginning of the season with the – injury to um Aiken and uh uh it seems like he's getting an opportunity and making good on it mm-hmm. so uh that's that's cool to see um he's also going to be a big return guy for you as well or is expected to be at least so that's good to hear the other thing is uh he talked about Bryce Ramirez and you know when they talked in in spring and even in I think back in June th- they were still thinking hey Maybe, maybe Wyoming, but certainly Oregon. Uh, and then he he spoke to a group that I happened to be um, I happened to be at this lunch, and he spoke, and he said he would be ready uh, for the first week, but had not been cleared yet for full contact. And now here he is uh, in that position uh, this past weekend on Saturday for the scrimmage. So that that's good. That's uh, awesome. That's good that he was able to overcome that and and be back and get himself. Uh, ready to go and uh, to make uh, make a contribution. All right, I think everybody wants to know about the offensive line. Here's Coach McGuire on how the offensive line has looked. Dave was uh, a huge step for us. Um, I'm smiling because I was messing with Chuck. I said, you, you don't know what to do with all this time, bro. Like there was uh, him and Barron, like there was like two times that they had to check down wide open. And they held on to it to let somebody to clear to get open to throw a huge uh, play downfield where last year there was no uh, – you had to throw the check down. I mean, you had no choice. And so, I mean, you're talking about a group that is night and day. And, uh, man, I, I just uh, really excited. And, you know, uh, told you all at the first, I mean, we're fixing to get another really good guy back. Uh, he'll start working back in. But, you know, I said the tie – Buchanan, you know, had a calf strain, you know, in our first press conference. He'll be back. Uh, he'll start really getting going Tuesday and Wednesday. So that just adds more depth to that uh, offensive line. But, man, huge. Uh, it, it was fun to watch today back there because I'm back there with the quarterbacks and I'm the guy that get close. I literally was telling uh, Coach uh, Coach DeRuder, Coach, I'm trying to blow the whistle for a sack. There is nobody even close. And then – I think that upset the D-line a little bit. So in the red zone, uh, there was a couple of sacks, you know, which you don't want to give any sacks up in the red zone. So it's good. This team really sharpens each other because they uh, – one guy, one team, one side of the ball will win certain periods and then the other side of the ball will step up and just got to be more consistent. But it's really iron sharpens irons right now. 7.22 this morning here on the morning drive. He, uh, so, yay, yay, we got an offensive line. Yeah. Or, man, our D-line is not very good this I know, year. I know, I know, Just don't know. <laughs> Just don't know. You know, it, it, was, it was funny because I was I was smiling thinking, 
he's talking about how explosive the offense was and what you want to see. And then and then talking about in the red zone, man, the defense stiffened up. And you're like, okay, well, what happened to the offense? You know, and then, then you hear about the pre-snap penalties. And you're like, oh, my God, it just those are just – those are just killers when you have those pre-snap penalties. Yeah, I don't worry too much about that now. I mean, it's I understand. pretty early. I understand. And all that. No, 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 no question. But no, no. But question. if your offensive line can't block anybody, you can worry about that. I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. They, they, they looked. Uh, they looked like a real offensive line when I was at practice last week. I mean, just you know, when they walked into the room, you know, they're getting off the bus, so to speak. They walked in all all together. And you're like. Gee whiz, those guys are big. And you're sitting there up close and personal. I would, I would imagine that if you were sitting there watching any Division One offensive line, I understand. You but I probably mean, would have thought the same thing. We we are those little, are large human beings. Sure, there's a reason that they play offensive sure, line. Sure, because they're big, massive, strong we are, human we, beings. We are a little scarred, okay? You know from the from the past and. Have you looked at previous tech offensive lines just walking into a building and go, hey, a bunch of pipsqueaks there. <laughs> we watched him play at times, and then he plays like a pipsqueak. But. Or, or you just kind of feel like, oh, man, sure would like to see uh, see just a, just, a little, just a little bit more there. Yeah, uh, but when you see them out and about or mm-hmm. you're walking around on campus, you're – it's pretty obvious. Yep, offensive line. Yeah, he's yep, a, offensive line. <laughs> he's a door frame is what, yes. is what he is. He's yeah. a he's a door frame. He he stands he stands right there. And it's like uh, okay, this this dude's a this dude's a real dude. Um, so it's exciting. Um, somebody wants to know where the pre snap penalties on the line or elsewhere. I I do not know. Uh, the the scrimmage was uh, was closed. Um, and so you would have had to have been there to to know, and he didn't he didn't elaborate that. Uh, apparently, Coach McGuire's wife uh, Debbie was on Thetford Nashby Saturday, and she invited everybody out to the scrimmage, and then they had to take that back because it's like, no, it's closed. It's closed to everybody. It's not open to everybody. It's closed to everybody. <laughs> Got a little ahead of herself there, trying to get the fan base excited and inviting them out to to watch and stuff um, like that. I'm sure Coach appreciates you calling her out too. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but I mean, it was it was it was clear. I mean, they talked about it that on Saturday. Is in, is in fact what you did, though. Well, I just thought just, I thought it was funny. Thought it was interesting. Thought it was you know some all, all the above. Yeah, seven. But you called her out. I just wasn't trying to call her out. <laughs> wasn't so. trying. Did succeed. <laughs> okay, seven twenty-five. Here this morning Sorry, on the Debbie. Morning Drive. Jamie's question of the day is next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. My question today is mm-hmm. I want you to be in your prediction mode here. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Tell me at the end of the regular season what this, or you can go all, all the way, end of mm-hmm. the season, end of the season, end of the 2023 football season. Mm-hmm. What is this football team going to be known for? Mm. Hmm. I, I think your offense is going to be more prolific than it was last year. And, uh, and maybe more efficient and um, not as reliable, uh, not as reliant on fourth down. 
And uh, I don't think the defense will be having to bail you out as much as it did last year. At least that's kind of my perception. So I think I think you're going to be known as a offensive unit that is very prolific, especially from a receiving standpoint. No matter who the quarterback is, and that you're going to you're going to put a lot of points on the board. This is going to be the team that puts Texas Tech back on the national map of relevance. Mm. a place that you have not been in quite some time where you are ranked preseason, you are ranked during the season, and you are ranked at the end of the season and continue that trend forward um, and get to celebrate it that way as this was the team that started it. Last year puts you on the path to get here. This is the team that started it. Okay. I like really like both of your answers. I think they're really good ones. They're both thoughts that I had and in in my mind too um and and i i guess i lean i really do like your answer jeff i'm going to lean clo- or closer to chuck with my answer um with the fact that i just think this is going to be getting you back to the point where you were previously where everybody's like man texas tech offensively really really good okay a lot of different weapons great quarterback play got a running game you got a bunch of different receivers out there who can just kill you and so i, I think it's going to be back to people really enjoying watching this team play offense mm-hmm. which you had i mean obviously over the years with different head coaches you had an offense that people love to watch at times it was also head scratching and frustrating but i feel like the weapons for the most part have usually always been there just been the offensive line play that's not been there. Well, I think you you got some really good weapons this year. You got two really good signal callers, um, and now you have an offensive line. So it appears that um, can help you do damage. So I think it's going to be getting back to Texas Tech style of of offense of being just really really explosive and really fun to watch on offense. Okay. 7.34 this morning on the morning drive. Eric on wheels says this. All the videos on Texas Tech, plus of the practice football practices, show lots of defensive plays, lots of pass breakups. I think the uh, defense will be good again. That's, I think that's deceptive. They're, they're trying to deflect the attention from the offense, show how mean that we're going to be defensively, and then we're going to boom, come in and hit them with the other punch, the offensive punch. I think they do their best to – highlight both sides of the ball you're yeah. probably even right if that. one side is you're dominating right. a scrimmage they're not going to make it look that way right you're, yeah you're right about that yeah but i, I did kind I of do like have... my deception kind of version though okay kind of be deflective and kind of just uh-huh. you know slide a hand you know hey look at this look at this look at this okay yeah to, yeah. to kind of go along with jamie's point that the with the off and i guess your point too chuck that the offense being better I do think the conversation, though, is going to be a, a little flipped because it's not going to – always before it was, yeah, if only they had a defense. Mm-hmm. It has been the conversation for Tech for years, but that's not been the case the last few seasons. And your defense has been the reason you won a lot of these games where I think the conversation will be, wow, look at how great this offense is. But then the tag for that is, and now they've got a defense too. What do we always used to say about Tech? You can score 70, but they might lose 71 to 70. Mm-hmm. Now this is a team that might not give up 28 points in a game. Kind of concept going forward. 
that has got me excited why I think this is the stepping stone forward. Yeah, yeah you think about how many games you'd have won previously if you'd have held a, if your defense had held the other team to 28 50. points. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. All right, the 62nd annual Knights of Columbus Tech Night is coming up. It is August the 26th. Uh, the featured speaker will be the head coach himself, Joey McGuire. Gates open at 5 o'clock. They'll serve uh, a barbecue dinner. I think it's pulled pork sandwich this year. It's always very good. And uh, lots of camaraderie, uh, the cheers and the palms and the going band from Raiderland. There's a silent auction or, excuse me, a live auction featuring, you know, different uh, tech memorabilia things. So it's a, it's a great night. If you've never been to it, uh, we want to send you to it. So you don't. You can be a multi-time uh, attender or your first time. Just give Jeff a call. Be the first one at 806-771-0973. If you need four, we'll give you four. If you don't need four, we'll give you two. Okay? And if you just need a singleton, you know, if you just want to go by yourself, go stag. I'm going to convince you, you to find a friend. I hate giving away mm-hmm. one ticket. Okay. Take Jamie. He'll go. Ja- Jamie's not a, a singleton, though. Yeah. yeah. Jamie... Jamie goes with, he goes with a troop, uh, a posse. Right? That's right. A posse. Uh, let's see. If this, if Tech gets to eight or nine wins this year, will they be ranked in next year's preseason polls? Um, I I want to say yes, but I think there's a, a, a large part of me that's like, I think we've gone away from just automatically, well, and that's not totally true. I think you do, I think, I think historic history does help you in certain polls. I think basketball, especially, it helps you. But I also think that people are pretty smart about um, looking at this and going, "Yeah, they lost everybody, or they have a you know they lost their quarterback, or they their defense isn't as stout." So I think I think voters are smarter and do a little more research today than they did twenty years ago. That's that's my just my top of the mind. My answer is yes. Okay. If you win eight or nine games, I think you'll be ranked. Be ranked. Okay. Next season. Yeah. Uh, Syntax Hank says this, at the end of the season, Tech will be known for being the Big 12 champion, making Longhorn fans cry as they leave the Big 12, losing their final game. Final regular season game, or are we going to play them back-to-back? I think I'd hate that, unless unless you lost one. I would hate to go... No, 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 I would love to go win-win. Right. Oh, yeah, no, there's no <laughs> doubt you'd love to go win-win, yeah. win-win. I would not hate but, that at all. But when he says leave their their final Big 12 game losing, yeah, maybe that's the Big 12 championship game. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's the regular regular season I game. would prefer, honestly, um, you beat them to keep them at five wins. Okay. In the regular season, and so keep them from going to a bowl, bowl game. game. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, that'd be great. And we send them whimpering, mm-hmm. dragging themselves into the SEC. Any any guess on how many Big Twelve teams will be ranked in the preseason? Got to think TCU will, right? Got to think. Yes, Oklahoma got, will. Texas will. Yeah, uh, we're going to say three. Texas Tech. Four. That's four. What about Baylor? K-State will, right? Five. Five. I'm going to say no on Baylor. You say no on Iowa State, no on... No on Houston. What about BYU? I'm going to say no on BYU. Okay. What about Cincinnati? I'm going to say heck no. Uh, And UCF? Nope. So you're going to say five? 
We never got to Kansas. They're not going to be right. That's no on Kansas. No, I just, on Kansas. I just wanted to say no on Kansas. Sure. No on, and no on Iowa State. Uh, somebody says this, and they've done this before. They're auctioning off a Texas Tech helmet that has every Ring of Honor signature except for Elmer Tarbox, only 12 in existence. Man, that's nice. Uh, this. Chuck, I was asking for a number, not a yes or no. I'm oh, okay. Um, what will they be ranked? Okay, I'll say... 20. Okay, I'll say 23. How about that? This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jeff McGuire, Jamie Lint, I'm Chuck Hines. Pleasure to have you with us. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. And uh, look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973.com for that of the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well at 806-771-0973. I'm sure there were some there. I just didn't run into anyone there. And I didn't maybe do as good a job um, filtering through the crowd as I normally do at our uh, station events. Um, I didn't. I don't believe I ran into one morning drive listener at La Ross on the Plaza on Saturday. So if you were there... Um, and I didn't get to shake your hand, and I'm certainly sorry. I guess we don't have the same audiences. Well, no. I mean, there's been a lot of times that uh, there's been a lot of times that you know I've been at uh, Cinco de Mayo or that event mm-hmm. or other places where you know I've had a number of them, number of Morning Drive listeners that have filtered over to you know a, mm-hmm. a music event. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, I did get to. Uh, uh, you know, and, and during church yesterday, during the connect time, which is probably my favorite time of the service when we get to go, you know, say hello and good morning, pass the peace and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's one of my one of my favorite times. <laughs> get to talk to everybody. These, um, these two little boys probably might get. Well, that's what he says. That's what he says. You know, so I try to always be warm Pipe. and friendly. Mormon friendly during the past the peace it, time. It's a Methodist thing. It, um, it really is. Anyway, so anyway, these two little boys uh, were in the crowd, and uh, both of them uh, had uh, gummies, and they were—I mean, they were—they were sharing, and both of them shared a little gummy with me. And uh, I turned to talk to one person, and, and this little boy held out his hand, and and one of, the other, one of my friends says, "Hey, you 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 missed your opportunity there." So I went back and we. Sh- Shook hands, did high fives, and I got a I got a gummy. I was rewarded. I was pretty stoked about that. Oh, it was you like, should be. It kind of gave me a little energy, kind of get me through the <laughs> remaining thirty minutes. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, man, could Mrs. Hines put some gummies in her purse for me? You know, that would be probably be probably be a little out of bounds though. Why don't you just put them in your own pocket? Well, I could, but I mean. I mean, we gotta have Mrs. Hines do it for you. Well, I mean, it's, it's she carries a purse. I mean, that. Well, I mean, put him in a sandwich yeah. bag and slip him in your pocket. Yeah, it's probably, but then it, it, that wouldn't be approved then. If if she's carrying him, if she's if she's a carrier for me, then it's approved. Well, maybe she's more likely to approve it if she doesn't have to carry it. <laughs> maybe so. Uh, school starts in two days uh, for a lot of folks. Meet the teacher, so. You know, if that's uh, if that's in your um, on your schedule for today or tonight, uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, the, the young phenoms meet the teacher night is this afternoon. The daytime meet the teacher two forty five seems awfully odd to me. 
awfully odd, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> I wasn't invited this year to go to meet the teacher. I, <laughs> I went last year to meet the teacher. That was that was a lot of fun. I didn't get to I didn't get the invite to meet the teacher uh, this year. And daughter number one is among the teachers they're going to meet. It was a lot of fun. You really enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed meeting the teacher. Enjoyed seeing people, talking. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Shelly says this, and you're right, Shelly, because Chuck doesn't like anything in his pockets. That's correct. I don't like anything in my pockets. General, I do not carry a wallet. So uh, if, when in doubt, have someone else do it for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, 806. Yeah, I, I um, meet the teacher for me when, of course, I had to do it for a while because well, the kids, right? Mrs. Mrs. Lent was being met, mm-hmm, so right. I had to go with the uh, with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I hated it, but I, I didn't think it was like a great time. It was like, here, fill out this form, right? You know, fill out these five forms. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Once you join the PTA, write a check for this. You need a T-shirt on. for that. You need. Yeah. In so the school shirt for this. I didn't think it was the most exciting thing ever. I was happy when it was over. <laughs> Do you have a, is, uh, does the missus have a, uh, like a picture of you in her classroom or anything like that? Um, I'm sure there's one somewhere, but I don't think she shows it off or anything. Yeah. 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 Probably people would be grabbing their kids and running out the door and asking <laughs> for a, Request to transfer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're with that yeah. Heinz and McGuire guy. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> keep our kids away from you. Uh, this good morning, fellas. Uh, Red Raider Charlie here, and super excited today. I'm meeting my son in DFW this afternoon. We're going to the Rangers Angels game tonight, and we're sitting behind home plate. Oh, we'll look for you, Red Raider Charlie. I can't wait to see Max Scherzer pitch and Shohei Otani as well. Um, how about that? And he, he says, great show. Thank you, Red Raider Charlie. Didn't the Angels say he was going right, to skip her? Right, yeah. right. And so I was just getting ready to say that, that Otani's not going to pitch. Mm-hmm. But, but he said, I can't wait to wa- see Scherzer pitch and to Otani as well. Oh, to Otani. I got it now. I was trying to I was trying to help out his writing there, but you're, you're correct. Sh- seeing Max Scherzer pitch to Shohei Otani. There you go. Yeah. No, you're exactly, you're exactly right. So... Yeah, no, that would be, that'd be something because uh, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Shohei Otani is in an Angels uniform next week or next year, I should say. Do you think he's in an Angels uniform next year? Mm-hmm. You do. You yeah, think I they, do. Think mm-hmm. they sign him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. What do you think the odds are on that? You think it's seventy-five, twenty-five, or mm, I don't know, like quite that high, but I go seventy, thirty. Okay. So I guess uh, it just it's just unless he just refuses, mm-hmm. has no desire to play there. I mean, how do you not find a way to sign that guy? I, I mean, great pitcher, great hitter, um, media darling. I mean, it's he sells tickets. He's the face of your franchise. How, how do you not overspend to get him? You're the Angels. You're not some small market team that can't afford it. How do you not? Yeah, I, I, to, to me, I guess the, the thought on Otani not re-signing with the Angels is not related to money, but related to opportunity to win. And yeah, does, again, and that's that's why I said unless he refuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that's that's where my doubt is. I mean, I I agree with you um, that 
you know, they've got the money to be able to, to do this, or at least mm-hmm. you would think they would have the resources to be able to, because they've shown in the past where they've, they've handed out money left and right or traded for guys that have big contracts. I mean, go all the way back to Josh Hamilton and the, and the contract that they ate sure. there and mm-hmm. it didn't work out for them. And, you know, what they've done for, for Trout and, and, and others, um, so at any rate, uh, Scherzer will pitch tonight. He's eleven and four. He's uh, got an ERA of three point eight eight. He'll be opposed by Patrick Sandoval, uh, the left-hander, is uh, six and eight on the season with a three eighty-six earned run average. So uh, we'll have that game for you here on Double T ninety-seven-three. It all gets underway at six thirty. Balls and strikes at seven oh five tonight from Arlington. Rangers coming off a. Very successful road trip, which they won five of six. The only problem is they gave up the one yesterday in extra innings on a walk-off home run. Not necessarily the way that you want to lose, and you'd certainly like to lose earlier in the road trip and win so you have a nice, relaxing, smile-on-your-face flight home, but that was not the case for the Rangers. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.